0: with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest is one of the most successful coaches in NCAA history, the Auburn Tigers' Bruce Pearl.
1: athletic today's guest is a guy with a heart who can flat out coach he's proven that by turning that around downtrodden programs at southern indiana milwaukee tennessee and most recently auburn in fact his tigers will be among the favorites in this year's ncaa tournament it's my pleasure to welcome coach bruce pearl coach welcome to game time boomer it's
2: great to be with you today at game time
1: you know, it's amazing. Uh, congratulations on this eight-year mega deal that you just signed with uh, uh, Auburn in January. I'm sure that you must be conveying about that deal and thinking about just how great it is to be at one place for that long a time.
2: It, it is. It, it, it's a blessing because, you know, you know, I, I've said this before that in coaching, when you're winning, they're worried you're going to leave. And when you're losing, they're packing your bags. And so, coaches, we are we are not bought or sold or rented. We're kind of leased, and we have these leases that... Either party can get out a lease. It just typically gets very expensive and a little messy. Uh, you know, this is it. I, I get to I get to finish my career at a place I really love and a place that, that is loved on us. And uh, it is absolutely a blessing from God.
1: You have so much energy, Coach. You have so much passion about the sport. Um, I'm just thinking about your team. When you hit number one, how do you keep your team balanced and focused on really what the true task at hand is?
2: Part of it is just having a chip on your shoulder. Part of it is just staying humble and hungry. Part of it is, um, you know, trying to finish the races the best you can. Part of it is trying to get the guys to kind of come together, get to know each other, become friends, and then sort of become teammates, and then kind of become brothers, and then love playing with each other.
1: You have a remarkable basketball player in Jabari Smith. And uh, everybody thinks he's going to be the first overall pick in the NBA draft uh, next year. I mean, what did it take to recruit him to get him to come to play for you? And when you see him now, as he evolves as a player, what makes him so special?
2: Well, Boomer, I, I, number one, he's close to home, um, and and that's that. You know, Atlanta is a great recruiting ground for us. Uh, but he also looked at our program and he saw guys that came before him. Uh, Isaac Coro, uh, who went five to Cleveland, is having a great career with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Chumo Kiku went 16 to Orlando. Both of those guys, and having a great career with Orlando, both of those guys were top 50 high school players in Atlanta that I think Jabari looked up to, but but he wasn't. A, they weren't McDonald's All-Americans, and yet they got there and they won championships and they got to stay close to home. And I think all those things combined. Um, you know, were the reasons why Jabari said, "Hey," um, and, then, and then I just think, you know, quite frankly, we were honest with him. We said, you know, we this is what this is the plan. This is what we got in store for you. It's all about the team. It's all about you getting better, being a great teammate, trying to get better. And rather than promising him a bunch of individual stats, we promised him some other things. And, and he believed in what we were doing.
1: You know, it's amazing. I think that you college basketball coaches are always changing. Your roster is never the same from year to year. It's not easy to get everybody to play and to buy into what you're selling. You know, and you talked about the transfer portal. Your buddy Jim Beheim said it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes it's good because you can get some good players out of there, but sometimes it's also a place where a disgruntled player can go and it can look bad uh, for the coach in question that he's leaving. How do you feel about it? I
2: agree, Boomer. I think Jim's right, um, but that but that's the rule. That's that's the that's the that's the way it is right now. It's this is the business we've chosen and you gotta play by those rules and and, and yeah, you're right. I, I would rather have players stay with me and rather fight than flee. And uh, but at the same time, this is a great country, it's a land of opportunity and there's freedom to make these choices. I think over a period of time you'll see a lot of kids making a lot of good decisions and improving themselves. But I think there'll be enough stories of guys that should have stayed where where they were where they were put. Um And, um, you know, I I think it's it's okay. Look, if it's good for the student-athlete, and right now I think the rule is probably generally good for the student-athlete, then I think it's good for college basketball.
1: How does this team compare this year to the one that you had in 2019? By the way, you know, that great orator, Chuck Parkley, basically said that was the greatest sports run he's ever been on. Uh, How did the two teams compare?
2: Well, Boomer, uh, those two teams had very different seasons um, my 2019 Final Four team—I um, don't want to say they underachieved in the regular season, but we didn't hit our stride until March. And that team finished fifth in the SEC, a good, a very, very good SEC. And and we got into the NCAA tournament as a five seed, but we got hot. Uh, we had great guard play, um, and I think great guard play is is really important in tournament time. We had some experience. We had some guys that had been there the year before uh, and, and had won a game but lost the game, so we had some of that going for us. This year's team, uh, I don't want to say we've overachieved, but I want to tell you, they've achieved about as much as you could possibly achieve to this point.
1: All righty, we're just getting warmed up with head coach Bruce Pearl. will tell you how a high school quarterback, believe it or not, morphed into a college basketball coach. Stay with us as game time continues right after this.
2: My wife has told me, Boomer. America has seen the last of that body. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you need to put that stuff away, sweetheart. It's
1: not a good look. <sighs> you know what? I'd, I'd listen to your wife.
0: Welcome back to Game Time with Boomer Esiason.
1: Welcome back to Game Time, everyone. Bruce Pearl grew up in Sharon, Massachusetts. That would be one town over from Foxborough. And he once said, when you live through Bucky Dent's homer and the ball rolling through Bill Buckner's legs, you realize that good things don't come easy.
2: Mookie. Mookie was such a trash talker. Like, I mean, like, Mookie was the guy that, I, if he was on your team, you loved him. But if he wasn't, you hated him. And, uh, and Buckner was such a solid, you know, he was a solid everyday player. You know, and that ball just goes boom. Boom, boom. And I was a first baseman. I know what that can feel like. Um, but, man, it was great growing up in Boston because it was such a great pro sports town with the Red Sox and, 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 and the Bruins because it's a hockey town yep. and the Celtics. And believe it or not, you know, the New England Patriots, you know, I was there when Plunkett was there. You know, that's when I was growing up. And, and, and I was in Grogan. And 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 we were we weren't we weren't that good. I remember when Jim Nance was the running back. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, was was a you, time. I,
1: you you and I are the same age. You know, the interesting thing is when I look at you, I don't see quarterback though. I mean, you played quarterback at Sharon High. I did.
2: I, yeah, I did. I played quarterback, uh, but Boomer, when I was 15 years old, I had a career-ending, really, truly a career-ending knee injury my my freshman and sophomore years in high school. And uh, they were devastating. I was the quarterback. I was the first player taken. I was the, the, you know, I got all the shots. Uh, I batted fourth, you know, I mean, uh, until I got injured. And then, really, truly, uh, uh, my life changed.
1: Yeah, you know, you and I are kind of the same, kind of on the same parallel wavelengths. We played all the sports, and we loved our sports, respectively. Uh, You decide to go to Boston College, and you try to walk on, I think, to both the football and basketball team. It didn't work out so well on the court, but you love the sport so much that you convinced uh, Dr. Tom Davis that I can be a manager and I just want to be around the team?
2: Yeah, and I think it was a sort of a mutual convincing of one another. You know, TD saw my passion for trying to play, recognizing that as they were getting into the Big East, I wasn't going to be good enough. But he didn't want me to leave the program. He wanted me to help him build the program. And so I got an opportunity as a student at Boston College to be involved with everything. Believe it or not, I was Patrick Ewing's host uh, when Patrick (laughs) made his official visit to Boston College. It was us, UCLA, or Georgetown. And, you know, helped run his camps and start his TV show and get the students to come to the games and sell faculty and staff season tickets. So I got hands-on training as a student at Boston College about how to develop an up-and-coming basketball program.
1: What did you learn as a coach from him? Or how could you learn how to
2: coach from him? You know, Boomer, if you're any good at anything, you had a good teacher along the way. That's the bottom line. If you're good at what you do, somebody taught you. And so Tom Davis Tom had how to coach basketball. And I was with him for four years at Boston College, four years at Stanford, and then six years at the University of Iowa. And when I left Tom at age 32 to become head coach, he told me this. He said, it would be okay if when you leave me, you do what we do, because this is what you know. Don't try to run somebody else's system you know this system it's it's tom's system it was gary williams's system good friend of yours um he said the second piece of advice is but don't try to be me don't try to be dr tom davis he's way smarter than i am way more talented than i am he says be yourself that's going to be authentic and those two pieces of advice were huge he taught me to coach and he taught me to be myself and you put those two things together and and they've
1: managed to be okay all righty, we'll return with Coach Bruce Pearl right after these messages.
0: Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason.
1: Welcome back to Game Time. As we continue with Auburn coach Bruce Pearl, I just think about all the kids that you have touched at all the different levels and and the differences that you have made in their lives. That has got to be the most fulfilling part of it.
2: You know, Boomer, it is. And that's that's a great question because it takes me back to one other chapter. Prior to Tom Davis, there were other influences in my life, certainly my father, who taught me how to work hard, who taught me how to compete, um, I thought my dad was the greatest at what he did. Um, and we, we were very middle-class family, and my dad did really well. I was never cold. I was never hungry. And um, thought I was the richest kid in the block. And uh, had great confidence in my dad because he worked so hard. Um, but also had great youth coaches. And I bet you if you look back to your youth coaching days, whether it be playing Pop Warner back in the day or Little League or Rec League ball, there were dads and fathers that were great Role models. It wasn't about what they taught, as far as the specifics of throwing a curveball or, or 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 you know running a route. Um, they're just great men, great fathers, and I learned so much from them. And you're right, yeah. I, I when I was in seventh grade, I was coaching fourth graders, and um, and and loved just kind of giving back to those kids and holding them accountable. And 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 yeah, I, I was too young to take them to Hot Fudge Sundays after we won championships. Uh, I had to get the parents to drive me <laughs> and them uh, to go get uh, to go get that treat.
1: You know, I'm sure that you've walked into a, a few houses in your time and seen some really rough situations for some of these kids, and you realize that basketball is their way out of whatever situation they may find themselves in as a teenager. Um, what is like the message that you would give to a parent to say that I can get your kid right and I can save your kid and I can give them an opportunity for a really fulfilling lifetime?
2: Being in coaching, I've had an opportunity to travel all over the world, all over the country. And I've been in inner city America and I've been in rural America and I've been in the suburbs of America. And the differences in secondary and elementary young education uh, are too vast. The haves and the have nots. And I believe in no child being left behind, and I don't think it's about just throwing money at it. But it's wrong when our any City schools cannot produce children that can read and write and go out there and, and have, a, I have a chance to have success in this light. It's not about black or white. It's not about so, just all socioeconomic. It's just wrong. And we got to do a better job in rural America and, 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 and give everybody a chance. And that's why I think being in college is that last bastion we have. Of taking those kids from high school. And let's face it, many of the athletes we get don't quite have the same the preparation of some of the students, but they're very talented athletically. And guess what? We get them caught up.
1: More with the Auburn Tigers head coach right after this.
0: It's game time with Boomer Esiason.
1: Welcome back, everyone, as we continue with Auburn basketball coach Bruce Pearl. You know, his son, Stephen, is following in his dad's footsteps as a Tigers assistant coach. And on December 14, 2021, the younger edition made his head coaching debut with a 70-44 victory over North Alabama. So you got Steven on your staff. That's got to be a great thing for you. So how was it that he became the head coach uh, for a couple of games?
2: <laughs> well, that's because I got in trouble with the NCAA and had to sit out a couple games. So it was his scout. So it was his turn and he became the head coach. And you know what? Someday I hope he's the head coach at Auburn.
1: You know, Bruce, uh, for four years, there was a cloud hanging over the Auburn program. We all know that. But in December of 2021, there was a final resolution of a feeling of uh, relief for you, I would think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's part of the process that you go through. Uh, we had a very, very challenging situation. Um uh, that took place here. You know, Chuck Person was my assistant. He was one of the all-time greatest players to ever play at Auburn, uh, NBA Rookie of the Year, and had a great, great career. And and and, and unfortunately, just made a couple of bad choices um, that affected a lot of people. And uh, and so it was uh, something that we had to go through uh, as a university. And um, you know what? We came out on the other side of it. We, it cost us an NCAA tournament uh, a, a possibility a year ago. Um, some guys lost a year of eligibility, uh, but I think it was, it, 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 look, it is part of the process, and uh, we're, we're great to be able to come out on the other side uh, and, and still have a chance to compete for championships this
1: year. You know what I love about Auburn basketball now is that you're now in the, in just like the crosshairs of John Calipari, and you and UK now have this just intense rivalry because of you two personalities, and you've brought – like a shine of, to basketball down there at a football school at Auburn. How does it feel when you play against UK, especially when you're up there at Rupp Arena?
2: Well, listen, it's it's an honor to compete against Kentucky, and it's an honor to go up against Coach Calipari. Listen, he ain't worrying about Auburn. and He's not worried about me. He's got a great team. He's got a phenomenal program, and they're going to be there every year. And quite frankly, the rise of the SEC in basketball programs like Auburn actually helps Kentucky, and uh, it helps keep them sharp. Let me tell you something. He's got a team that could win it all this year. That's he's one of a few teams that I think can. And and it, and if he does, it'll be because this league, unlike maybe some years, you know, 10, 15 years ago, could have helped him get ready. So, no, look, it's good to be relevant. And 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 it's great to be in a place like Auburn where we could win championships. This is a very boomer. This is a really this is the best place I've ever been mm-hmm. to educate, to teach, to train, uh, to live. Um, and, and I just hope I can keep this Auburn thing going for a long time.
1: Well, you got an eight-year contract to make that happen. All right, we're going to be back to make this Tigers coach earn his stripes right after this. And here we go. This Auburn alum is the only professional athlete who was a major league all-star and played in the NFL Pro Bowl. Who is? NFL?
2: Was he? Say that again one more time.
0: Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason.
1: All right, we're back with Bruce Pearl, head coach of the Auburn Tigers. And, Bruce, I love your, your T-shirt. Uh, it's Outlive, and tell me all about it, and why is the Auburn basketball's fight against cancer so important?
2: Man, Boomer, thank you so much for that. What a blessing that you'd ask me that question. Uh, all right, so Outlive started at Tennessee. It was O U O O U T U T UT, University of Tennessee, Outlive, we had a player that had that was diagnosed of t- t- testicular cancer um, right after an NCAA tournament game. Thank God for a random drug test, or we may not ever have discovered it. And he outlived cancer. And at the end of that, that whole thing that he had gone through, you know, his radiation, his surgery, all the different things that took place to outlive cancer, our team decided, you know what, we got to do something special about this. So we started to sell T-shirts and started to raise money and the money that we raised didn't go to research it went to patients who are battling cancer cuz look the best way to outlive cancer is detected early so number one this is a a warrant, this is a notice ladies you know what you got to do guys you know what you got to do get your screenings if you catch it early you'll die of something else that's number one number two the money that we raised and boomer this year at auburn we have raised A quarter of a million dollars this year alone. That's $250,000 that we're going to be giving away to patients in the state of Alabama through about 11 or 12 hospitals
1: and agencies for patients who are having a hard time paying the bills. I love to hear the story, Bruce. As you know, my own personal story with cystic fibrosis the same thing, and I appreciate everything that you're doing in that regard. So now that I have you here, we have a little contest that we like to call Eye of the Tiger. Are you up for the challenge? Well, I don't know if I'm up for the challenge, but let's go. All right, here we go. This Auburn alum is the only professional athlete who was a major league all-star and played in the NFL Pro Bowl. Who is? Played An NFL – say that again, one more time. He was a major league baseball all-star and an NFL Pro Bowl Oh, Bo Jackson. Game. Yes, of course. That's an My- easy one. All right. Well, there you go. We like to start our uh, contestants off easy. <laughs> this Hall of Fame first baseman and DH from Auburn is also known as the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. If your iPad or iPhone break, you might want to complain to this Auburn graduate, now the CEO of Apple,
2: uh, uh, Tim Cook.
1: Yes, I'm sure he's donated to your pro- your program. I would think
2: he's, he's done. He's helping. He's helping us build our football our new football practice facility.
1: All right, here we go. He earned a master's at Auburn and is now the United States Secretary of Defense.
2: Uh, Lloyd Austin.
1: Yes, General Lloyd Austin. Very good. Now, technically, this Auburn alumna is your ultimate boss.
2: You talking about Charles Barkley?
1: No, I'm talking about Governor K. Ivey. Kay
2: <laughs> Ivy is my ultimate boss. Yes, she does. She she may not sign my paychecks, but she is my boss. She's, your She's a the good mars. one, too. She's right. a good one.
1: You got it, Bruce. It was great to see you today. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but the very best moving forward, and good luck in the tournament.
2: It was fun, Boomer. You take care.
1: Our thanks to Bruce Pearl for joining us today, and to all of you for watching. I'm Boomer Esiason, and I'll see you again soon, right here on Game Time. Over at Tennessee Women's Game, you dance shortly. You painted your body orange. That was crazy. Uh, then you dance shirtless with Cam Newton at an Auburn football game. Could you imagine John Wood never doing any of this stuff? <laughs> Remember, I
2: told you, TD you told me to be myself, right? Yeah. So, yes. My wife has told me, Boomer, America has seen the last of that body. Okay, <laughs> it, you, you
1: you need to put that stuff away, sweetheart. It's not a good look. You know what? I'd, I'd listen to your wife.